This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play Doctor Online. I am one week away, as I record this, one week away from getting my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Please, 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 don't hesitate. Get your vaccine. The only way we're going to defeat the pandemic is if we, if everybody gets their vaccines. It's, it's the only way. Uh, you, you, we need to develop herd immunity. We need to get people vaccinated and there's you know there's the thing about the the two rounds of vaccines you know for the Pfizer and the Moderna that the you know some people aren't coming back for their second round because well they had some side effects with the first round and they don't want to go through them again well you know tough cookies come on would you rather have a covid uh, i i had flu like symptoms after my first dose uh, it took about 10 hours. Um, I got. I woke up at like 2.30 in the morning and I felt fluish. Um, and I think I talked about that on the show. And I did what I had to do to get through it. Uh, took a couple of Tylenol, went back to bed, got up the next day and was pretty much back to normal. So I'm anticipating at least having that happen again maybe a little worse because uh with the two, second dose sometimes people are saying that uh or oftentimes they're saying the second round has the stronger uh side effect kind of thing the 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 the, the heavier flu symptom sort of deal where you get the chills and stuff like that uh my wife she got through both rounds pretty pretty much fine um she said uh, after this you know sore on the arm at the area of the shot she had that uh, the second one, I think she said she felt a bit more tired out the next day than she had after the first one. And uh, my f- uh, friend of mine who got his uh, vaccination, uh, his shots uh, the day after Amy got you know her first and the day after she got her second, uh, he after his second he had some pretty you know you know flu you know pretty substantial although not terrible but he took the day off of work he had the flu like symptoms and uh, but he got through it. And again, what would you rather have? You'd rather have a day feeling like, you know, feeling kind of crappy, maybe taking a day off of work, or would you rather have COVID? So, okay, so get your shots. Get your vaccination. Get them. I'm going to get mine next Friday. Friday, uh, what would that be? May 7th will be my second shot. So then two weeks from then, May 21st, I'll be considered fully vaccinated because it takes a couple of weeks afterward for the 
Right. Everything to be built up and you just just write. Uh, and <clears throat> so um, I, I stopped by my uh, my my parents' house uh, this past Monday, and both of them are fully vaccinated at this point. It's been two weeks since mom mom got the vaccine after dad did, so uh, it's been two weeks since she's had the vaccine, so she's fine. I mean, she's gotten you know into that fully vaccinated point. And uh, I went over to visit on uh, Monday night, um, nine o'clock-ish or so. It was dark out. Uh, and interestingly enough, I got out of my car. I parked in the back. And uh, when I got out of the car, I heard uh, the hoot of a great horned owl. You know, the hoo-hoo-hoo kind of sound. Uh, and not only that, a few seconds after I heard that owl, I heard another one. It was a call and response going on. There were two great horned owls in the area. Didn't see them. They're hard to spot, especially at night. But I could hear them. And I thought that was way cool. Went in and told my dad about that. And he said, huh, maybe that's what's happened to all the squirrels. You see, and I've told you this, that uh, in this in the Saint, in St. Paul, the city has been taking out a bunch of ash trees because of the emerald ash borer. Uh, this 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 insect that's invasive an invasive species here in North America and it's just just playing havoc on our ash trees. So St. Paul has been removing ash trees before they fall down because they're being killed by uh, by these these emerald ash borer bugs. And um, when it, it was a couple three years ago, over in my my parents' uh, end of the neighborhood. They're only a mile away from us. A bunch of the trees were taken out there, and it looks really strange. It's just when you see open sky where there used to be trees all over the place, you just see open sky. And now we're it's in, it's coming closer to where we live. I'm wondering if there's going to be more trees taken out right around us. I don't know, but I'm wondering if that's how close it's going to get. But uh, in the aftermath of those trees disappearing, now there was still some other species of trees around, but just... You just lost a whole bunch of trees. Uh, and what my dad was telling me about, you know, he, and, he and his neighbor had been, were talking to each other, and they were remarking about how many squirrels there were around. There was just squirrels all over the place. They were seeing dozens of squirrels a day. The, the, the activity was incredible. And they figured that's because there's so many fewer trees, the squirrels that are left behind are looking for places to live. <laughs> where, where do we go now? There's not so many trees anymore. So they, there's a lot of activity. Well, Dad tells me that when I told him about the owls, he said, well, maybe that's what happened, what happened to all the squirrels. Because he says now he'll see a couple squirrels in a day, whereas he used to see a dozen squirrels in a day. Now, it may be that the squirrels have found the trees that they're going to stay in. And it may be that the, that the great horned owl being in, in the area has uh, uh, you know, captured a few squirrels. And that uh, the other squirrels have said, we better get it out of here, get out of here because there's a, there's one of these predators around, so we better we better vamoose. I don't know, could be a combination of all that. But it was just really neat to just stop over, hop, step out of the car, and hear the hoots of the great horned owl. Great horned owl. It just was great. And then I guess the other morning, was it either yesterday or the day before, when uh, Amy was taking Hayden to school. Because he's going back to school, he's actually going to the school again. Uh, they went out to get to the get in the car, and as they're walking out to the car, they heard 
a great horned owl that's in this end, neck of the uh, neighborhood. Uh, sounded like it was coming from these very tall uh, evergreen trees that are across the street from us. Uh, 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 our neighbor across the street, she's got these huge, tall, super tall um, uh, pine trees outside her house. And it sounded like they were coming, from, uh, the hoots were coming from up there. So it's really, it's cool. I mean, we've lived in, my parents have lived in this neck, this end of the neighborhood since 1973. And this hearing, I don't ever recall hearing uh, a great horned owl until the last couple of years. It's just, I don't know what that says, but it's really interesting. It's cool how nature finds its way around you. So I went in to uh, uh, visit with mom and dad. It was dad's birthday last Monday, April 26, which made he was 86 years old. And astrologers, please put your charts away. So I went over to visit, and uh, I wore my mask when I went into the house, which is what I do, you know, and and which is what I have been doing, uh, even when you know when we would dare to go in their house, even before they were vaccinated. We wouldn't expect the old people to put on the mask, but we would put on our masks, and I would put on mine, and keep my distance. I still haven't hugged my parents since, uh, well, it's been over a year now. And uh, so I went in to visit with them, and I went and talked with Dad out in the living room for a little bit. Then I went into Mom's little sitting room, and she's in there doing watching TV and doing some other stuff. And I and she sees me wearing the mask. And she said, well, you're not going to get anything from us. We're vaccinated. Well, you don't need to wear your mask. I said, and I said at first in sort of a joking manner, I said, I'm trying to set a good example. For what? I, I wear my mask. I'm trying to set a good example. I said, well, you're not, you know, we've got our vaccines. You're not going to get anything from us. And then I, later what I explained to her, I said, I said, Mom, you know, the vaccines aren't 100%. You know, you can still get COVID. It can still happen. And until I am fully vaccinated, I'm wearing my mask. Because I could have it, and I don't want to give it to you. Now, the chances of me giving it to them are pretty slim because they are vaccinated. And the chances of me getting it from them are pretty slim because they are vaccinated. But still, there's a chance. And these are old people. So we, I wear the mask. And I've been learning some more about about this, um, you know, within the, the, the from what I've uh, read, the the effectiveness of the vaccines, the uh, Pfizer vaccine, and the Moderna, and the Johnson and Johnson vaccines, the the effectiveness of each one in, in real world situation. There was the lab situation before they got the emergency use authorization. Uh, the real world testing of this this vaccine being out there is the results are coming back that Pfizer is something like 91% effective Moderna is like 90% effective and I think uh, the Johnson & Johnson is something like 70% maybe 72% effective is not quite as effective but still that's better than nothing that's pretty good and that's better than what a flu shot will be in most years flu shots not going to be 70 70% effective most years some years it's like 30% effective but it's better than nothing. It's better than relying on your immune system. Um, which brings me around to this. Uh, I've talked about this fellow before. 
he works for us. He's a friend of the boss. Anti-mask. Pro-Trump. He does. He downplays the pandemic. Uh, he'll wear a mask when he has to. You know, if he's in a building cleaning for us, he has to wear a mask. You know, if there are people around, you got to wear a mask. He'll do it. But you know, he, he's he's very begrudging about it. My boss will wear a mask, but he wears it completely improperly. You know, I don't know why he just doesn't wear it over the top of his head for all the good it's doing people. He puts it on, has his nose hang out, and then when he talks to people, he pulls the mask down so he can talk to them. You just, what, it, what the hell is the point of wearing a mask? <laughs> you, you're, that's not how you, watch me. Watch me wear my mask. Do I pull it down so some people talk to me? Do I, can you hear me? You can hear me. But both... So my boss has said, and and this other fellow that that also works for us, who is a friend of my boss, if I didn't say that already, I'm saying it again if I did, uh, they both have this immune system thing. They say, I have an immune system. In fact, the fellow that works for us was a nice guy, very nice guy, decent fellow, good worker, you know, nice guy. And uh, he put up, you know, on your Facebook, you can have your, you got your profile picture. And the profile picture you can get like uh, you can get a, a frame for it sometimes, uh, th and I've got one on mine right now that says uh, I've I've been vaccinated or I've got the COVID nineteen vaccine or something like that, you know, encouraging other people, you know, to showing that I've gotten the vaccine, you should get it, you know, get the vaccine, and and there are other that you can there's one that's saying I'm fully vaccinated, which I hope I can find that banner once I get to the fully vaccinated point. And put that on my picture, so just to encourage other people, let's go get the vaccine. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get back to some kind of life that was like what it was before. But what does this person who works for us? What does he do? Somehow he finds a banner that says, "I have an immune system." Yeah. Well, no shit. Why do you think the? How do you think the vaccines work? Do you understand that? If you didn't have an immune system, your vaccines wouldn't a vaccine wouldn't work. It's the fact that you you have an immune system. The vaccine works with the immune system. The vaccine trains your immune system. That's what it's doing essentially. It's it's introducing a little bit of the thing that that we're being protected from. It introduces a little bit of that into your system enough to get your your immune system to start working to fight that. Now with the the kind of vaccine that the uh, that the Pfizer and the Moderna are, they're a newer style of vaccine, a vaccine that, and that's why you need the two rounds of it. The first rounds are gonna gets the ball rolling, but to really get it into gear, you got to get that second one. The Johnson and Johnson is based on the 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 older types of vaccines, like the like like the flu vaccines. They're a little more uh, uh, of the old style of vaccine. But it does the same thing. It gets your immune system working. It gears it up for this particular virus. In this, in this case, it's the coronavirus that's causing COVID-19. But he has an immune system. You know, it's like, I have an immune system. I mean, just this immune system thing. You know, you can have, it's, you, you can take care of your immune system by, uh, you know, eating, getting a balanced diet. Um, getting exercise, get plenty of sleep, drink fluids, you know, that you can have a, you know, keeps your immune system healthy. You don't want to supercharge it. You don't want your immune system to be so damn powerful 
because then you then it will it, it can actually attack yourself it can attack your own body your immune system can go after your own system because it's just you know it's so supercharged so you don't want that sort of thing happening and you really can't boost it or supercharge it anyway that's a bunch of bullshit language for marketing some kind of vitamins and supplements and that bullshit which won't do anything but other than give you expensive pee so you know, just I, I just ugh, I just it just I just balk at this this ugh, I have an immune system. Um, I want I, I want to be able to say to them. I, I mean, well, I, before I get to that, <laughs> you may have heard that uh, you know the Motor City rocker Ted Nugent, you know, crazy rocker Ted Nugent who thinks that you know your immune system will take care of yourself, and he uses the racist term. Uh, name for the the virus, you know, by by throwing in its country of origin for like like that means something, and then uh, and then he's you know he he thinks that you know what you should do is you should go hunt deer and kill it with your bare hands and you know, chew on its raw entrails and you'll be safe from the va from any virus out there, right? Um, I'm lying there. He doesn't say that, but he just he scoffed. He may not have. Uh, he he downplayed the pandemic, and he just he just he scoffed about it. Well, guess who's got COVID nineteen? Guess who got it? Well, he got it. And you know, and I'll give him credit for this. I'll give him this. When he talked about having it, he was he said it was horrible. He said he he thought he was going to die. You know what it was? This, he I, I quote here. He said that he was he. Uh, he had never been so scared in all his life. The quote is, never been so scared in all my life. And and I, and I have a feeling, you know, he, he's, he's anti-vax. He probably won't take the vaccine now because he believes that, you know, he's immune to it because he's had it. Well, there's probably something there. But, you know, his hero, the greatest president this country's ever had, President Trump, well, he got the vaccine in January. We found out in March that he got it. He didn't. He didn't want. He didn't. God, I just how people can think he was so great. It just uh, it just bothers me. So let's not get down that track. But but the president, the president, the you know fearless loser got himself the vaccine. So why not Ted? He'll just stay on it now. What time is it? Uh, I think I'll uh, before I well no no I got a couple minutes. So I have a cousin. My cousin is a Trumper. Uh, he's all worked up about the border. You know, it's just, oh this border. It's just, oh, he's all worked up about the border, and I'm not. Yeah, I know there's a problem there, but you know who's going to do those jobs that Americans won't do. <laughs> You know who's going to pick the food out in the field? You know the the produce out in the fields. Who's going to do that? Because, yeah, you know, it's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people will, but still, he's really worried about the border, and he's he's made anti-mask statements. He's made anti-vax statements. He's done. I've, I've watched his Facebook. I watch what he's going on. He's uh, you know he works a blue-collar job that uh, has him all over the country actually, and he. Yeah, and I'm sure he's not hanging with people who are masking up and being careful and take you know and taking all those precautions to help mitigate 
the the pandemic he was against the lockdown he was against all that stuff i'm sure he just uh uh like i said i don't think i'm i'm sure he's not he hasn't been practicing the best practices of 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 trying to avoid the covid because he too would have been downplaying and everything and guess what he got he got the covid so now that's that people that i know personally this guy that's that's add another one in the column of somebody I know personally, who's who's gotten COVID, and he's he's recovering. But he he even he said it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. But will he come out of it being humble, and think you know I think I get the vaccine, uh, I think I, I'll wear the mask, uh, I think no 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 I don't th- I no judging by and well the comments his friends on his Facebook page. I was looking through some of the, the comments, and one of them said, Well, now you're better protected than you would be if you got that fake vaccine. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I, don't, you know, I don't think we're going to get herd immunity in America because there's too many stupid people, or let's not call them stupid people. It's, there's too many uninformed people. There's too many willfully ignorant people. They don't want to know. They don't want to face reality. Oh, they think they're at in it. They think they've got it. They think they they think, but they, they're just they're just completely delusional. Trump was a great president, <laughs> you know. He won. Biden cheated. It's, it, it was the big. They believed the big lie, and they believed the pandemic was a lie, or that it wasn't that big deal. It was just the flu. You know, the flu killed twenty thousand people. Yeah, and the and the and the pandemic, the COVID killed. Uh, it's closing in on what. 600,000 people in the United States? Anyway, uh, I do have more to say about some of this. Uh, I'm going to expand it into the, in the, into this philosophy that I'm seeing. And I'm not, somebody else had mentioned it. It's the me thinking versus we thinking. So uh, I'll be back on Dimland Radio here at the Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Listen to these special messages that I put in here so I can take a break and sip my beer while you guys just hit the forward button to get to... You, you know what you do. I'll be back. News. 100% information. 100% guarantee. I thought you might say that. <laughs> You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Hi, I'm Darren McKee, one of the hosts of The Reality Check. Each week, my co-host and I explore a range of controversies and curiosities using science and critical thinking. You can find us on iTunes, your favorite podcasting platform, and on Facebook by searching for The Reality Check, or by following us on Twitter at TRC underscore podcast. Until then, keep an open mind, but not so open your brain falls out. 
You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Back to Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Uh, remember, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Remember that. Don't forget that. I'm not a doctor. I, I just play doctor online. You know who else isn't a doctor? Joe Rogan isn't a doctor. All right. He's he's huge though. He's got he's uh, he's got this massive podcast which rakes in millions of dollars and millions of listeners and he's, I mean I gee whiz <laughs> he must be doing something right you know so he can make all this money so he can do more steroids so he can get more ripped <clears throat> I don't I don't know does he do steroids maybe he does I don't know if he does he looks he just doesn't look natural to me but hey you know it's his thing and uh, he's uh, he he used to be a moon, moon hoax guy. He used to be he believed that we didn't land on the moon. He was one of those jacking off people. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, you're not listening to the answers. He gish galloped uh, Phil Plate, the bad astronomer, on uh, Penn uh, Gillette's radio show one time. It's very uncomfortable listening to it. Uh, he's you know R- Rogan's wrong about us not landing men on the moon. Uh, and Phil Plate's correct that we did, but during a gish gallop, it's a, it's it's virtually impossible unless you have to be able to head off the gallop. You have to be able to stop the person after each time they say they once keep them from getting to the next thing. You have to stop them. Stop! Don't say anymore. You just said, "Why don't we see stars in the pictures?" Okay, I'm going to explain to you why we don't see stars in the pictures. And don't you say anything else. You're not galloping to the next thing. You're going to stop right there, and I'm going to answer you because it's easy. It's easier to ask the question than it is to to give the answer because the answer takes more of an explanation. It takes more time. How quickly can you say, you know, how come you can't see any stars in the pictures? You should think there'd be stars all over the place. Why don't you see pictures? Of, why don't you see stars in the pictures? And then the answer is, the cameras were not set up to take pictures of the stars. The cameras were sent, you know, the stars, the faint, are pretty faint light, so the exposure times on the, uh, for the, for the film, for taking the pictures, would have to be longer, and if it was, then everything, like the astronaut that you're taking a picture, you're taking a picture of Buzz, Buzz Aldrin, you're taking a picture of him, and uh, you want to get the stars in the background, Buzz Aldrin's going to be completely washed out to get some stars in the background, and it's probably going to be messed up anyway, because it's going to be so bright, and it's just, it's just, it's just a thing. But you'd explain the cameras weren't set up to take pictures of the stars. They were set up to take pictures of what was on Mars. And that's why you don't see the star. But anyway. Now, Rogan, I guess, has since come around on the moon landing thing. I think he does accept it grudgingly. But recently, uh, you know, this infectious disease expert, was who has a huge aus- uh, audience, 
who's not a he's not a doctor, and he's and I'm being sarcastic about him being an infectious disease expert. He says that uh, you know he's got like younger people, like if you're 21 years old, and they're asking, and, they're, and he says if they ask me if they should get the vaccine, I say, well, no, you're healthy, you shouldn't get it. <clears throat> All right. This 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 finding out about this happened in close proximity. Oh, by the way, Joe Rogan is a Dimland Radio Science Zero. Okay, he's a Science Zero, complete Zero. But by you know he's he's not against vaccines. He figures you know the more vulnerable people should be getting the vaccines. But if you're 21, you're young and swinging, no time to think about tomorrow. You know why get a vaccine? You're young and healthy. It, so this hearing him talk about that was just in close proximity to something else that I was either reading or another podcast I was listening to or something, where they were talking about this me thinking and we thinking, you know. And and that's you know, that's selfish thinking. When he's saying you're young, you're healthy, you, you shouldn't have to worry about getting a vaccine in the, in this pandemic, you know, to fight this pandemic because well, you're young and healthy, you'll be fine. You might not get it. If you do get it, you'll be fine. Although that's not true. These variants are being are playing some havoc with the younger folks. But you know, it's just but you, you'll be fine. So that's just think. Just that's just you know. So Joe's saying, think about you know. He's saying, just think about you. Think about yourself. You know, when you're when you're faced with that, just think, think about me. You know, you know, think about yourself. You know, what should I do? Me, me thinking, thinking about me, instead of thinking about we, us, the rest of us, thinking about the person that okay, maybe if you did get the COVID, you'd get through it okay. And maybe you've got the COVID, and we know that it can be percolating inside you for a while before you you get sick. That can happen, and some people will get it, and they don't show any symptoms at all. And I don't know how many times I've said this over the past year, but this is what we know. Um, and in that time, before you're pre-symptomatic, or if you remain asymptomatic, you can be spreading the disease. You can be spreading the virus. You can be giving it to someone else. Joe Rogan was talking about how somebody's, you know, like his kids had it. He had two kids. Well, okay, did your kids give it to anybody? Did you, you know, did were they? Did they? Who did they expose? You know, it's you. It, this isn't just. This isn't the wearing a helmet on your motorcycle. Because I used that. I, I talked about that when when people were holding up during the you know liberate Michigan period. You know, with our, with our great president leading people to get violent with their government by, you know, liberate Michigan, liberate Minnesota, we got to stop this lockdown. You know, well, right, yeah, get everybody sick. So somebody was holding up a sign saying, my body, my choice. Well, it's not your body, your choice when it comes to a pandemic. With a motorcycle helmet, yeah, it is your body, your choice. You're not wearing a motorcycle helmet while you ride your, you know, go 80 miles an hour down the freeway it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really have much of an effect on me. Oh, sure, there's a downstream kind of effect where, where if you crack up on your motorcycle and you ain't wearing your helmet, you end up in a hospital with brain damage, and that's all that medical care that has to go into you because you weren't wearing your helmet. That can raise the cost of health care, and then that can affect, you know, insurance and stuff. That can affect other people, but directly, in a more direct fashion. Okay, you want a chance brain damage. You want a chance being dead. 
you know, riding your motorcycle and not wearing a helmet and maybe, you know, wearing a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> I've seen people doing that on motorcycles. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I know what it is. I'm in traffic some days and I see somebody come by on a motorcycle not wearing a helmet and they might have some of the other type protection, like a leather jacket or something, you know, heavier, you know, pants or something just to help kind of hold them together should they spill. And I, but I just, I get, you know, you're not wearing a helmet. I just get, I get so nervous for them. What are you doing? <laughs> but again, right there, it's my body, my choice. But when you've got something that you can get infected with, it's a virus gets in you and you can spread it to other people. Well, then it's, you know, it's not, it's not their body, their choice. You're just, let's just like, okay. You know, it's. So, so Joe Rogan, uh, a Dimland Radio Science Zero, is giving bad advice. And when Dr. Fauci found out about it, he just said he was wrong. And he said essentially what I was just telling you there, because I got a lot of that information from the man himself. A man who spent decades studying infectious disease. How they spread, how to prevent them, what to do if you get the, you know. This, this guy studies this kind of stuff. And Joe Rogan hosts a podcast. This is a stand-up comic and an actor. Yeah. Okay. Who are you gonna listen to? Get vaccinated. My son has gotten his first dose. He'll be get his second dose. He's gonna you know, he's gonna get vaccinated. Whether he likes it or not. President Bush, George W. He's you know he's uh he's picked up painting. He's had, uh, I think his second book is now being published of, of his portraits. And um, I'm going to disagree with the New York Times here. Did I write down the name of the guy? Some guy wrote, uh, wrote an article about uh, W's uh, paintings. What was the hell is his name? Jonathan Alter. Jonathan thinks the portraits aren't that bad. And, you know, they're okay. They're okay. Take take the word of an artist, someone who does portraits. Uh, I do them in a different medium. Uh, uh, w uses oil paint. I've, ne I've I've never done a portrait in oil paint. I I've barely ever painted in oil paints. That's that's a real that that's a real skill. Painting in oil paints. That's that takes some real practice and work to figure it out. Um, you know, so he's picked this up. And he's had some tutors, the president. He's had some tutors to teach him painting and that kind of stuff. But he's, and he's, his portraits look like the people he's doing. His self-portrait looks like him, and it's a portrait he did with him and his father together. And they, they look like the people, but they, it's just, it's you. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, I was talking with my wife about this. We this this is why I don't have a, a, a high opinion of folk art, of uh, outsider art. I I can like some of it. I can think that's really cool looking. It's things like that, but I don't think of them as as great artists because for the most part they don't know what they're doing. It, I, Grandma Moses is the one I always use as an example. Whenever I see one, something of hers, I just go, yeah, there's somebody who doesn't know how to paint. 
Yeah, great. She doesn't know how to paint. Oh, it's so naive and fresh, and and it's and it's just you know unencumbered with with knowing how to paint. Yeah, yeah, it's unencumbered with that. She doesn't know how to paint. She can't paint for shit. So somehow some art critic looked at it and went, "Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, how wonderful we've got a oh." And it's like, really? Yeah, I know. I'm envious. <laughs> I'm envious. I'm envious of President Bush who who has a marginal ability at painting. Marginal. If you got the impression that he was knew, knew what he was doing, like, okay, for example, on the cover of the Who's album, Face Dances, it's a series of portraits, and one in particular is a portrait of Roger Daltrey. It's done by an artist named David Hockney. And David Hockney's work has been, you know, sort of an abstract artist kind of guy, an impressionist sort of stuff, and that kind of thing. But his portrait looks like Roger. And it's, but it's done very primitively, for lack of a better word. So very simply, not in a caricature sense, but it, it, it's there's a, there's almost a childlike aspect to it. But it looks like Roger, and knowing Hockney's work, I could, he knows what he's doing. You know, when when you praise when an elephant is taught how to slap paint on a on a on a canvas, it's the elephant doesn't know what it's doing. It might look kind of cool, but it doesn't know what it's doing. And W doesn't know what he's doing. Not quite. He's a little bit better. He's a he's a little bit. He's 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 like a high school kid who's pretty good at art, just just beginning to learn how to be better at it. And 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 you know, Bush, give him another ten years of really of of. You know, really working on it. Maybe he'll get it, but ah, God, he he has a book. He's got two books out. And I think of I think of this other artist that I know from Facebook. His name is Frederick Cooper. He does a lot of uh, uh, portraits uh, based on uh, uh, movie monsters. So he'll you know, he has Lon Chaney Jr.'s Wolfman. He's got several of those, and and Bela Lugosi as as Dracula and other characters, and and Boris Karloff as Frankenstein's monster, the Mummy, and you know other characters. He's he's got all these things, and they're just beautiful portraits. He has to do a Kickstarter to do his book, which I'm thinking of. I'm going to give some money to so that I can at least get a copy of his book. Um, it, it's. He's he's fantastic. If I if I was half as good as him, I'd be happy, and I'm and I'm I'm pretty okay at doing portraits, and you know. So when I look at that, I just this is somebody who knows what they're doing, and then maybe I'm more in that representative art frame of mind. I like art that's representative. Um, maybe that's more uh, of what I do, but uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, looking at George W. Bush's paintings, I, they're okay. I, should he have a book? I, I don't know. I don't know. I do know it's time for my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I mean, they're fine. If you like his book and you like his art, art is in the eye of the beholder and all that kind of stuff. But I, again, I maintain he he doesn't really know what he's doing. Yeah, he, he might know a little bit more than what Grandma Moses knew what she was doing, or whoever that artist was that did the cover of uh, Talking Heads' Little Creatures album. Because that guy was a shit artist, too. So it, they don't know what they're doing. 
But, you know, hey, what do I know? I'm just a janitor who never made it as an artist. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys later when I come back from my break. You're listening to Dimland Radio, and I'll, I'll be back. forgot it's it's time for it's quiz time on dimland radio everybody got your pens ready okay i'm gonna ask you a question here it's a multiple choice answer uh can you name the person who said this that's why i don't eat friggin lobster or anything like that because they're alive when you kill it was that a mahatma gandhi b Jane Goodall, C. Albert Einstein, or D. Snooky. This has been Quiz Time on Dimland Radio. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and, of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Getting some Z's. Getting some Z's. Getting some Z's. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Listen to Z Talk Radio. On ZTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Dimland Radio and the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I, uh, I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons. Um, speaking of art, as you know, I'm an artist. Uh, I do portraits and cartooning and illustration stuff, whatever. Uh, and uh, you may be aware, I think I've talked about it, uh, I've, I have this sketchbook that I've been filling up with two drawings a page of scenes from movies. And uh, it started in October of 2019. I started working on this book. And it was part of Inktober. And what Inktober is, is uh, it's, a, it's a social media thing where whoever comes up with it, they come up with a list of words for each day of the month. And they'll put up the whole list at the beginning, or just before the month, so you can kind of get a head start on it. 
And each day, artists will put up an ink drawing. Usually it's an ink drawing for Inktober. Uh, of, uh, of something that was inspired by that word of the day. Well, I decided uh, in 2019 to do scenes from movies because I had, I had done some other you know, drawing challenges and I was and every now and then I would do a scene from a movie and I was enjoying drawing them and I was working on and it, you know it, it was practicing my skills at uh, capturing uh, likenesses of actors from from film and, and in making you know getting as close as I can to them you know looking like I know what I'm doing <laughs> and. Uh, and so I, and so I, 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 I started doing that, and then once October ended, I thought that was kind of fun. So uh, I had my son give me a bunch of words for November, and then I had my wife give me words for December, and then I had friends and such. And the the the, the sketchbook had enough to go through. I think the twentieth of May would be the last uh, would be the last day that would have drawings for it. So it'd be May 2020, you know, May 20, 2020, would have been the last, you know, date in the book for the for words. Well, um, uh, April was being the words were being given to me by my friend Craig, who eventually just you know he was giving me a word a day and then he just said, well here here's the whole here's here's the whole words for all the months because I was falling way behind, and he says, well here you know here you go, so I I. You know, I managed to get to the 20th of April. And it wasn't on the 20th of April 2020 when I got there. It was much later than that. It was months after that. And then um, something happened uh, when trying to get to the 21st. I, I couldn't. I still... I, I hit a wall. Kind of. I mean... It's hard to describe. It's just for some reason. I just I I, mm, I actually there was one day I was like okay I'm gonna fin I, I started the drawing for the 21st. And I you know I was laying out one of the characters that's in the drawing, that's in the image. And I, and I did that and I stopped because I ran out of time or something for the day and I you know, and I I actually. A couple weeks ago, took out the sketchbook. I sat there and I was going to get working on it. I took it out, had it open to the page, got my pen in hand. I was getting the image up on my phone, and I just put the pen down, closed the book, and sat it aside. Something. I don't know what it is. So I guess it's like writer's block. I know what I want to draw. Is it the? I know it's going to be a. It's a somewhat challenging image, but I've done challenging images before and I've gotten through them. But I. Something, something. And I'm glad my friend Craig has not been pressuring me. Why aren't you getting it done? <laughs> I'm glad that's been, he hasn't been doing it. Well, I have a plan to try to break that bottleneck. So hopefully it'll work. I'll let you know. But it's weird. It's, it's weird how I got, it's just, I'm just stuck. And I'll, I'll get unstuck. I will. I'm confident I'll get unstuck. It's just, it's a weird moment. So there's uh, speaking. Let's stay on art. It's it's a interesting thing that uh, came up uh, this week, or yeah, was it this week or last week? Something like that. Who's keeping track? You might be listening to this show five years from now, and <laughs> then whatever. 
Um, we have a, a set of uh, fairly fancy TV trays. You know, they're made of wood. You know, they're not just, you know, the old-time 1950s TV trays that had this, you know, made of aluminum or something. And, you know, these are kind of fancy. We got them for a wedding present from a friend of my wife's. And uh, we've been using them uh, over the years. And some time ago, I think I set a, a, a can of pop on the on the TV tray, not not on a coaster, but right on the thing, and it must have been sweating. The the can must have been sweating a little bit because a a watermark showed up on the surface of this table, and it goes in a it, the the outer part of the uh, the watermark is a perfect circle, following the shape of the of the can, and it, I, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's a can because you know how the pop cans have a like the the underneath. So the little, the little dome that goes up into the can, sort of. The, so you have the ridge around the can where it sits on, but you have a little, you know what I, you know what I mean. Well, whatever the 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 sweat from the can must have moved its way under the can on the right side of it, come under and kind of and and it's it didn't bleach the wood. It just kind of ate away the finish, the darker finish. So you got this lighter looking thing there, this circle, which the almost the whole outline of the circle is there, and then on the right side of it you have this 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 encroachment of whatever was sweating the, the, the condensation from the can sweating its way under there. It just took the finish off. So I I I was I was looking at it. this was a couple years ago that I I think I did this. And I, I was looking at this this shape and in my my mind the pareidolia of it i was seeing something in there i kept looking at it thinking, you know i, I, I want to do something with that so i asked amy if it was okay if i if i draw on that tv tray i mean it's got this watermark on it and we're not i'm not gonna i don't have the skills to strip it and refinish it nor the time nor the inclination so I, I wanted to do something with that, that, with that watermark because I could see something there. And I, I wanted to, you know, so I said, do you mind if I, if I draw on the table? And she said, oh, that's all. yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, okay. So I grabbed a, a, a black Sharpie marker and a, a blue highlighter marker. And I sat down and I went with what I was seeing there. It, it, it was almost like I was tracing it kind of was but you know and then of course I had to embellish to do to, to what I wanted to do with it what I was seeing in there and what I drew was a crescent moon with the man on the moon face in profile sort of like the Mac tonight character from the McDonald's ads from years ago there was this character it's all dressed dressed in a tuxedo or something and he's playing a piano or nice suit I should he's playing a piano and he's got this big head it's it's crescent moon he's wearing sunglasses I didn't put the sunglasses on but you know it's that's what and you've seen there's all kinds of images over the years of a of a man on the moon where it's they take the crescent to make the profile of the man's face well that's what I was seeing in that watermark that's exactly what I was seeing 
So I, I took the black mar the, the sharpie and I, I do the outline and then I add in you know uh, one eye from the side, and the nose from the side nostril and the mouth and I put little shape little little dots and squiggles around just to give it a, a shape you know that was all everything suggested by what's there in the watermark and then I took the uh, the blue highlighter which works just right because it's it won't be real dark blue it'll be this lighter blue and it'll set a little quieter and it'll sort of uh, uh, give a glowing sense to it and it'll give uh, uh, you know a sense of the albedo of the moon instead of just leaving it blank but it gives it a color so I just I, and you know so I use the so I do that with it and it turned out pretty cool I showed it to Amy she said hey that's cool <laughs> you know so the other week, I was in chat with uh, a Zoom chat with a bunch of skeptics, and I was look and the and the I put the laptop on that that TV tray, and I'm looking at the moon thing, and I thought, eh, I should put take a picture of that, put it up on the Facebook. So I took a picture where you can see a little bit more of the TV tray, and then a closer up view of the of the drawing, and I put that on Facebook, and I got nearly 50 likes for it, I, and it got reaction to it, and almost 50 likes, like 48 likes on it. Now I've put up a drawing of Boris Karloff's hands from the movie Frankenstein from 1931. A, a, a drawing I'm rather proud of. I thought I did a really nice job on that. I got I think 11 likes on that. I put up uh, an illustration I did of Godzilla facing off with the smog monster. It's kind of a cartoonish illustration you know of it's mostly the smog monster but it's i was rather happy with it i put that up uh, some time ago and that got maybe seven or eight likes i put up uh, a piece that in my in my blockage in doing these movie drawings i was able to do this this tattoo design of a butterfly and some flowers for my younger brother's girlfriend I put that up. That got seven likes. I mean, combined, those three got less likes than this thing that took me ten minutes tops. The Frankenstein hands was like three hours. The 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 Godzilla smog monster illustration is like three to five hours. The 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 butterfly another three to five hours, closer to four to five hours to do it. This this. Thing that I, it's essentially me tracing what was there less than 10 minutes and it, it seemed to ripple the pond a lot bigger than than my other things that I spent more time on but I think I know why you know when you think about it you look at it just, well it's the novelty of the item it's turning a watermark uh, on a piece of furniture some, some damage to a piece of furniture and turning it into a little piece of art and yeah, so I think that's the, it's the novelty of the thing that got the attention and got people to, to remark about it. In fact, my sister said that, uh, she said, uh, she, she wrote this, uh, I love that you made something beautiful out of a watermark. My brain just doesn't work that way. She wouldn't have seen what I saw there. It's, it's just, it, was, it was just crying out to me. It's a man on the moon. Draw it. Come on, do it. Um, and then another person asked, why, why blue? And I'd, I'd like to say it was to, you know, to a play off of the phrase once in a blue moon. Or I'd like to say that I was trying to put into the mind of the, of the observer the, the song by the Marcells, Blue Moon. I like that version of the song. Blue, 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 blue moon. Dip, 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 blue, blue. I like that version. 
I'd like to say it was that. I'd like to say that, that I was having some fun with the idea that the moon was made of blue cheese. I'd like to say these things, but the blue highlighter is what I had. So it's what I used. You know, it made me think about, you know, Picasso had his blue period. What if his blue period, he had that, I mean, I don't know why he did the blue period, but, you know, a lot of his paintings had this blue color to it. Maybe he just had a lot of blue paint to get through. Just did a lot of blue paintings. You know, it's, it's part of that idea that, that the art may not be as deep as some people make it. It could just be that the, that's what the artist had at hand. I had a blue highlighter at hand. If I'd had a yellow highlighter at hand, I might have used it. I don't think an orange one or a pink one would have worked, but you know, I, I had the blue highlighter. That's what I used. Nothing deep. No great designerly thinking. It just was, that's what I had, and it worked. Oh, how am I doing on time? Um... I uh, I'll talk more about this next week. I think I'm gonna let this go. Yeah, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna wait to talk about this next week. Oh, I did this last week when I talked about the immune system thing, and I teased that I'd talk about it this 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 week. I did. It's not, and now I'm doing it again. It's only taken 496 shows to figure out maybe I should tease about what I'm gonna talk about the next week, huh? Huh? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll talk about this next week. This is actually a cool thing. Uh, to uh, that I stumbled upon in my uh, 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 in my going through the YouTube and uh, with uh, with the with my David Letterman uh, obsession. Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. Yeah, I'll talk about that next week. Uh, it's kind of a cool thing. Uh, anyway, so you, uh, you've you been listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons, reminding you to be patient, to wash your hands, keep your distance, wear your mask, get your vaccines, and sleep with the lights off. I'll see you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell.